I'm Dan Joseph. You're listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast. Uh, Donald Trump was at an event called SneakerCon last weekend. SneakerCon. It's a large convention for people who buy very expensive sneakers, like sneakers that are upwards of $100 per pair. And Trump was there, and he introduced these new Trump shoes. (laughs) They are the Never Surrender High Tops. So you can't wear them when you're turning yourself into authorities. It's not allowed. They are gold. The color is gold. They have the American flag on them, a big T. They're listed at $400 per pair. Uh, But they only made a limited number of them, so they're already being sold on eBay for thousands of dollars. One one guy, I think, the first guy to buy them paid $9,000 for them, which is ridiculous, but... I guess I get it. I mean, if you're a serious sneaker collector, this could be a real jewel in your crown, whether you like Trump or not. But Trump wasn't at SneakerCon to hawk sneakers. He was there to appeal to a certain demographic group. Uh, The sneakerheads, as they are known, they tend to be young, they tend to be male, and they are overwhelmingly black. They largely live in urban environments like Philadelphia, where this year's sneaker con was held. Right now, the Trump campaign thinks that they can win over a significant portion of black males in 2024. In 2020, 14% of black males voted for Trump. But polls right now show him doing as well as 27% among this group. He only got... uh, 8% of the black vote overall in 2020, which is more in line with what Republicans typically get. But Trump is telling himself that he's special and that he could pull a lot more blacks uh, in. And if that were true, I mean, he would have a huge advantage in November because the Democrats, they need about 85% of African-Americans to vote for them or they're not going to win nationwide. So this could pose a real threat to Biden. But Trump's line of thinking, this idea that a Republican can appeal to black voters, this has been the mindset of the GOP for decades. This idea that if the GOP simply appeals directly to them, that they can be persuaded, but it never, ever works out. Election after election, it's the same thing. 90% of the black vote goes to Democrats. The monolithic nature of the black vote never wavers. They are Democrats. They don't support Republicans from birth. And I, I I don't think a lot of Republicans understand just how deep the loyalty runs in the black community. I mean, we have seen how those on the left, particularly black Democrats, they, they we've seen how they treat black conservatives. They basically view them as race traitors. They call them Uncle Toms, all sorts of horrible stuff. So even if blacks were voting Republican secretly, they wouldn't admit it. But it, it, would, it would show up at least in the vote totals. What this is really about is the fact that African-Americans view the GOP as the party of racism and therefore as an existential threat to their existence. It's absurd. The whole thing is absolutely absurd. It makes no sense. First of all, the Republicans aren't racist. I think that the modern left doesn't really understand what actual racism is, so they define things as racist that aren't. But they have successfully labeled conservatives as racist, and this goes way back. In 
1964, Lyndon Johnson, who was a horrible racist himself, signed the Civil Rights Act. And a lot of Republicans actually supported it at the time. It was mostly Democrats in the Senate who opposed integration. But but there was a contingent of the Republican Party that didn't like the bill. These were the Goldwater Republicans, the very conservative Republicans at the time. He was the presidential nominee in 64, and he, he ran against the Civil Rights Act and against the war on poverty because Goldwater was turning the party into the party of limited government and less spending. That was the shift in the GOP that started in the 1960s. And two things happened. The Southern Democrats started leaving the party because they were actually they were actually the racists who, who opposed segregation, but the Republicans alienated black voters by opposing expansions of social programs like welfare and, you know, other government handouts to African-Americans that largely go to African-Americans, not because they were aimed at African-Americans, but because this was the whole fundamental premise of conservatism at the time, limited government, smaller government, less spending. So for the next 40 years, the Democrats played on this idea that Republicans are going to take away your welfare and they're going to do it because you are black and not because of their views on limited government. So the Democrats got huge traction out of this. And I mean, and nobody wants to lose their stuff, right? I, I, and, and since then, blacks consistently, without wavering, without taking into account the condition of the country or their own communities in inner city America, they cast their votes for Democrats. Uh, Democrats who at this point represent every majority black area in the country exclusively. And you you have to ask, what have they gotten out of it? And then, yeah, it's true. They've gotten increased and expanding, ever-expanding government help. But they've also gotten poverty. They've gotten crime. They've gotten gangs. They've gotten terrible schools. Lots of children being born out of wedlock. There are still these horrible problems in the black community. And the voters keep electing the same people. It's like the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And it's almost inexplicable. No no other demographic in the country does this. That's how deep the loyalty to the Democrats is among black voters. And for a while there, there was this idea in the Republican ranks, and I guess there still is, that they could appeal to blacks, right? They could do it maybe through social conservative conservatism, because issues like abortion, uh, there are a lot of blacks who are pro-life, or gay rights, homosexuality still very much looked down upon in the black community, but it's never panned out. Because even when some black voters show signs that they may be flirting with the GOP, they always go right back to the Democrats in the fall. And I don't, I don't see why this year would be any different, right? I, I think Trump could put Tim Scott on the ticket and it wouldn't significantly increase the black vote. Because like I said, many blacks question the blackness of black Republicans. Um, there are more black Republican representatives in conservative areas than there have been in the past. Most of these Republicans uh, serve in majority white districts, though. Uh, there are Republicans like Tim Scott, like Byron Donalds. Some of the activists for Trump are black. They're among the most loyal of Trump supporters. But it's just not materialized into votes. And, you know, Republicans, as they should, tend to brush off accusations of racism from the Democrats these days because those accusations are increasingly unhinged. But they've worked. 
and Republican talking points like the idea that, you know, Democrats, they started the KKK or or they were supporters of slavery and Republicans oppose these things. Those things are irrelevant to today's black voters. And the problem really is that in order for Republicans to win the support of more black voters, they would have to change their entire platform. They would have to move to supporting racial quotas and they'd have to move uh, to the left and abandon some of the fundamental principles of conservatism. Basically the idea that there should be a limited social safety net and that racism isn't the overwhelming problem that the left makes it out to be. And I'm telling you something. The African-Americans are never going to accept these principles. They are very inconvenient for them. So there's nothing that can be done. Until the black community gets so upset at the conditions in the inner city that they decide to make a change. And yes, I'm not forgetting that there are a lot of middle class, even wealthy blacks. They overwhelmingly vote for Democrats as well because of the racism issue. But, you know, I was thinking about this in a lot of ways. It's like Trump's support. The monolithic support for Democrats in the black community is a lot like MAGA's support of Trump. No matter what Trump says, no matter what Trump does, no matter how awful he behaves, no matter how much he lies and proposes things that are actually bad for the very people who support him, they will not abandon the guy. It's unwavering loyalty because MAGA thinks the country is being destroyed by evil communist forces and that they have to stick together and fight back or bad things are going to happen regardless of who's in charge of the party. Blacks see the Democrats in a similar way. The idea that the Republicans are agents of oppression and that a unified front must be put up against them. Now, both things are wrong. The country is not on the verge of destruction by communist forces like MAGA thinks. No one is oppressing the blacks. But the beliefs are so deeply ingrained at this point that nothing can sway either group. As long as Trump's around... MAGA is not going to change. And so so he can pander all he wants, just like the Democrats do when they're going all in for Black Lives Matter or wearing traditional African garb and kneeling in Congress for George Floyd. You remember when Pelosi did that. But their minds are already made up. And you have Joe Biden, right, who said some pretty racially insensitive things in his career. He said he didn't want kids growing up in a racial jungle. He said that if you don't vote for me, you ain't really black. And he may not be racist, but it's it's the kind of rhetoric that if a Republican said, their career would be destroyed. They'd be labeled 100% racist by the left. So there's a double standard at play, too. I, I just want to mention that they caught the Kansas City parade shooters the other day. They've arrested them. They turn out to be black kids, and the incident appears to be gang-based. It's a personal dispute, ended up in gunplay. And when we found out it was black kids, the left stopped talking about it. Right when it happened, they were all about gun control, and the mass shooting narrative was that typically takes hold was taking hold. But once they found out the kids were black, they shut up about the whole thing. So did the media. And this is the strategy that's worked. Because in the eyes of Democrats, blacks are perpetual victims, and anything that goes against that narrative is racism. And until that mindset is destroyed, blacks will continue to vote almost exclusively for Democrats, and the inner cities will be third world disaster areas. And it it makes no sense. And Republicans see that it makes no sense, 
but they're trying to push back against a mindset that is deeply ingrained, that has been passed down from generation to generation. And that's a that's a really tough nut to crack. You're not going to do it through some sneakers. I, I've always said I don't think we talk about race in this country the way we should. It's a topic that we're terrified of. We're terrified of being labeled a racist for saying something that doesn't fit in with the victim mentality or or pointing out the problems that are so ubiquitous in the black community. That's the Democrats' fault exclusively. But it benefits them, and they're not going to stop. And I don't, I'm not one of those people who believes that Democrats are, in, are intentionally keeping African Americans in poverty. I've never believed that. It's just that they're too wedded to their strategies. They're too wedded to their economic and social positions to change anything. And why, why would they? They're getting the votes anyway. I, I think the, the best thing that Republicans can do is write off the black vote. I do. Don't, don't waste your time because in order to gain traction there, Republicans would essentially have to abandon their principles and the Democrats would have to stop crying racism all the time. I don't see either of those things happening. I'm Dan Joseph. You've been listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast. I'm not entirely sure there'll be a video this week. I'm working on something, but I need a little time on this one. I want it to be perfect. I will be back on Friday, though, with the podcast, so please subscribe to the podcast and get notified when a new one is posted. I do them on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, and that means I'll see you all on Friday morning.